And welcome back to the True Patriot Podcast, folks. We have another awesome, awesome guest with us here today. If you follow us on social media, a little bit last year, we did an impromptu interview um, at Shields when we were in Shields Johnstown there with this fine gentleman here. He happened to be on hand. We, we met him there. The Colorado Kayak Bassmasters is run and directed by none other than Mr. James Strawbridge. James, welcome to the True Patriot Podcast, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I can tell you folks firsthand, um, this I fished, I think, nearly every event, I think, last year in the CKB. And uh, James from day one made me as an outsider feel basically like I have been here for years. Um, very welcoming, bringing, you know, bringing us on board, uh, getting us up to speed, teaching me about Colorado bass fishing because it is a different critter. And we'll, we'll try to touch into that a little bit. Um, just these Highland, uh, High Lake reservoirs, man, they're, they're a little bit different for a guy like me that was coming from freshwater, uh, natural lakes, you know, completely polar opposite and different out here. So, um, but yes, yeah, so James is our, is our tournament director out here and beyond that man uh let's uh let's introduce you and uh and what what is it that you do for a living besides uh go hunting green and brown fish all over the west <laughs> well by trade i am a uh i guess i'll call myself a contractor or a master craftsman i guess i don't know i'm, I'm a very small company it's just myself doing basic uh bathroom remodels addition basement finishes uh decks uh, whole house remodels is what I've been getting into lately. I got another big job coming up down in Louisville. So um, how how did I miss this? I need to I need to talk with you when we're done with the podcast. I got some, I got some stuff we're trying to figure out our budget and everything. Uh, how did I not figure that out? Oh my gosh! I, I don't know. Nobody top secret. <laughs> it seems like nobody knows what I do. I get that question a lot. So what do you do for work? Are you like a professional fisherman? I'm like. No, that is definitely not it for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't make a living doing this. But uh, you're, you're yeah, too you're too smart that. for that. <laughs> it, it, it could be possible. It could be possible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Um, you know, back in high school, I took some vocational classes in tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade, and I knew right then that I was going to do some sort of building or creating in the building industry. So since I was eighteen years old, I've had my own construction company. And I just did grow and go where I wanted to go. And um, I, I've come to a pretty good point in my life where I work when I want to work and I play when I want to play. That availability is there. Dude, um, you can't I beat can't that. Complain. No, you can't. No, beat I've that. worked very hard to get to that point. So um, I'm, I'm very thankful. Nothing taken for granted at all. Very thankful on that. That's awesome, man. That is, <clears throat> and I know myself and many, many other folks as members of the CKB are very thankful uh, for that because you do give a a decent and and tremendous amount of time to making our season go nice and smooth and, uh, and make sure the schedule's there and everything's in line. So we're thankful for all your hard work in the past too, so that you can come out and play with us. So yeah, no, thank <laughs> you, thank you for that. And I'll tell you what. Um, I've ran, I've ran clubs before in the bass boat world for the Colorado Couple Series for my wife and I years and years ago. It was a husband and wife type of format at a bass boat. But there's a certain distraction being a tournament director and fishing your event. Oh, I but bet. out of a bass boat, you can absorb a little bit of it. But in a kayak, everything 
this year my fishing wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I know the reason why is because I was putting a lot of focus on running the club and making sure everybody has an enjoyable time. And that's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make because to see everybody smile at the end and to be invited on podcasts like yourself and talk about a club that I'm growing along with some other people that are helping me like Matt Flanagan and uh, Matt Arledge did a great job. And James Francis was there help a lot. Um, that's rewarding. That's rewarding. I bet. But it's definitely different to fish your event. It's, it's, it's tough to fish and to be the tournament director. But 2023, I've, I think I've got it down. I've got a system down. So I think I can fish a little more relaxed. Well, and that's awesome. I want to also just touch on something that I I personally found super, super cool. And that is you mentioned about a couple series. Your wife comes to like every event I was at, she was there. Um, I, I think I remember her at every every one of the events that we had this she comes in and and helps set up and helps run this thing with you that is a super super cool dynamic man to have that kind of uh you know number one partner out there helping with you know to keep the keep us afloat and and you know dot and i's crossing t's you know and that uh and it to be your wife i mean that is super super cool was that by design is that just something she's like you know what I'm tired of you leaving at four in the morning. So I'm coming with you. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. I mean, she really, really enjoys fishing. And when we ran the Colorado couple series for the ABA out of our bass boats, her and I were team of the year for 2008, nine. I think somebody else took 10 and 11. We were back. So I'm thankful. And I think some of you should be thankful that she's sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> she can fish. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's been plenty of tournaments where I, I brought in two and she brought in the other kickers. Right. So yep. um, it, it's not by design. She really, she really enjoys it. She likes being a part of it. Um, and bless her soul, man. She doesn't even like to sit at the hotel room while I fish for the day, even practice. She'll come and she'll sit in the truck for the day at the ramp and she'll just, you know, fill me in. Oh, this guy came in, that guy came in. She at tournament day, she's got a notebook and she writes down everything that happened minute by minute. And, <laughs> And I try to get her to to broadcast that and say, hey, we got a, a, a full-blown dossier, I guess would be the right, maybe the right word, wrong word, I don't know. But she does a great job of, of writing down exactly who caught what fish, and it's it's all record. She really enjoys it, and I am thankful to have that support. Not to mention, it's great to have somebody there to help you load and unload and carry stuff down to the ramp for you. No <laughs> kidding. You know, that, no that kidding. Huge, huge part. It's like, we're like the pit crew, you know, build, I build custom rods for Galaxy customers. You know, I call us Team Galaxy, you know, without without her helping me and running stuff, man, it's a team effort for sure. So I appreciate yeah. everything she does. And I would love to see more more wives travel with their husbands. Maybe the husbands wouldn't want to see that, but, you know, it, some of the wives enjoy it and some some really don't. But, um, yeah, it's it's great. I, I, I appreciate everything she does by far. Well, and and I I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I'm going to assume after getting to know a lot of these a lot of these folks right here, we all appreciate her beyond uh, words, man. She she uh, is is a, is a rock star at those events. It's a, it's a ton of fun to see, and like I said, me I love seeing. It's one of the special things about our sport is that it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter your gender, it doesn't matter it's such an equal playing field. I mean, our state championship showed that you don't have to have 92 years of experience to get out there. I mean, 
you know, sometimes having more experience almost hurts you in our sport. Sometimes, you know, you overthink it or whatever. Um, Leslie put, dropped the hammer on us, you know, out there and, uh, and, you know, made a convincing argument as to why she is flat out the state champ, you know, this year. Um, we're going to be having those two, uh, actually tomorrow I'll be interviewing them. So that's, uh, I'm excited nice. to get those guys going. Yeah. And right, then, I uh, look and then Friday, we have an interview coming up with the Angler of the Year, Mr. Trev. We'll have him on on here. So we're making a wow, huge push for the guy. CKB, man. That's uh, We're lining up some interviews here. We'll just we'll drop these out in certain succession for sure. But so the, speaking of that, let's get into it. The, the Colorado Kayak Bassmasters. Um, for those of you who are not aware, we, there are two major kayak fishing clubs in the state there's the colorado kayak fishing club and then there's the the colorado kayak bass masters those are your two major options that are available there might be other paddling groups or whatever but when it comes to um anglers and getting out and fishing organized tournaments i believe these are the only two that are that are out there um you and I both are members of the other club as well. You fish those events as well. Um, the, the CKFC, great group of people, amazing, amazing, uh, very cool, uh, setup there. Um, so there is a lot of crossover between the two. CKB is a little bit more unique in that we do permit motors in ours because we follow the Bassmaster set of guidelines and this is your pathway to the Bass, uh, Bass Master Classic, you know, on a national level, which is a huge event. I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest in our sport. So, um, having said that, how did the CKB come to fruition? How, uh, how, how long has it been going and when, uh, when did that happen? Uh, let's see. One, two, <clears throat> I want to say. In 2020, it was started. Nice. Um, as soon as Bass got into the game, there was some talk between myself, Jason Duong, Alex Rojas, and these are guys that fished Colorado CKFC, yep. right? So we we talked behind the scenes, and no one really stepped up to get it going because there's a process. You got members, you got to file, you got to file with BASS. Um, you got to create the club. You got to line a president. And there's just this process and no one really got it going. And then one day, James Francis, um, who was stationed in Wyoming and was fishing a lot of Colorado stuff. When BASS came, he contacted me and he said, hey, would you be willing to run a BASS club with somebody? I'm like, yeah, there's been talk about it going on already. Uh, just no one has stepped up. I don't want to put my name down as president. I just don't have time to do it right now. But if someone wants to put their name down on the dotted line as president, and then we'll start to get the other six members and we'll form this club through BASS, I'm willing to help out wherever I can. So James stepped up and put his name on a dotted line as president, um, created Colorado Kayak Bassmasters. And I do believe it started, and I want to say in 2020. I think that's when Bass got in the game. Yeah. And it was late. It was late. James, James contacted me in the middle of September. Oh, said, geez. let's form a club. And I'm like, form a club. The season's almost over. He's like, no, <laughs> he goes, I want to have a championship. Let's do this championship so we can send people to the Bassmaster Kayak Classic. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. I'm like, but there's a process in Colorado, you know, to get permits and it takes insurance and it, there's, it's going to be some time. He's like, we don't have time. I'm like, all right, I don't know what to tell you then. He's like, let's go hold it at Red Willow. We don't need no insurance. We don't need no fees. There's no, the permit is easy. Fill it out and away you go. And I'm like, Hey, guess what, buddy? 
if you want to handle that, go for it. I'll, I'll do everything. Else. <laughs> so, sure enough, like three days later, James contacts me. He's like, I got us all set. We're ready to go for the championship at Red Willow. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. He's like, no, we're, we're doing it. So in less than like three weeks time, four weeks, James and I organized a club, got the members we needed, filed it with Bass, and set up a tournament in October, I want to say, at Red Willow. And it qualified at that time. BASS was taking top 10% of the field or top five, what are the other. So we got to send five people. We had people from Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado. It was like 25 of us, I want to say, fished Red Willow to qualify for that championship. Wow. So that's basically how it started. And then James being in the military, he was shipped someplace else. And he's like, I'm passing the torch on. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> because I know what it takes to run a successful club. Doing it with, with Sharon, my wife, for the ABA, for the Cotterell Couple Series, there's a lot to it. And, and I'm yep. like, do I want to make that commitment? I said, you know what? I think I want to do it for the people in Colorado. I think Colorado deserves someone who has experience running events, someone who knows how to put a schedule together, and another option for Colorado kayak anglers to fish a national event. Because now, like yep. you said before, we have CKFC, who's affiliated with KBF, and they have their national championship. And now we have BASS for our Bassmaster Kayak Classic. So that's and basically... Go ahead. I was just going to say, and both clubs... Uh, to also kind of tout one of the national trails that I fish, both clubs are now affiliated with the All-American Kayak Classic. So you guys are qualifying anglers from your rankings and sending them to their classic that takes place in the, you know, the Midwest out there in Missouri, which is super, super cool. That's uh, It's awesome to see that coordination working like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. Josh is doing a great job out there at the All-American Kayak Classic. I made it two years in a row. I don't know if I'm going to make it this year or not, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Once again, that work is getting in the way, right? They, it you got to pay the bill somehow, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it does. It gets right in the way. We'll see. We'll see. Well, awesome. Awesome. So that's where the CKV came came to fruition. So we're talking like a, a couple years now. Um, let's talk about this past season, man. We uh, I'm trying to go. Uh, pardon me while I'm pulling this up here. Colorado kayak bassmasters. I want to see. I think we still have last year's schedule up there. Maybe I thought we did. Um, it might have been taken down. Oh, okay. Uh, if, you're looking at, if you're looking at the Facebook page, I think yeah. uh, our our, our uh, IT guy or our second in charge, Matt Flanagan, yep. who has stepped up and has done a great job for me and has taken a lot of stress off of my end. So I want to give a shout out to Matt Flanagan for, for stepping up and helping with the computer stuff because we all know I am so good with computers. <laughs> So, well, you know, not planning for doing that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, it's uh, that's that's a huge deal, man. To to get, you know, together you can get, um, you know, a lot more accomplished like that. So I'm actually surprised there's just two of you guys. I, you know, normally clubs have you know more people involved there. So that's uh, it's cool to see uh, you guys, you know, squaring this and Matt stepping up to to help out. So that's awesome. Yeah, and you know what, Gene? That's actually by design. I've been around a lot of bass clubs, as you have, in the boating world. 
Yep. Um, I see these giant groups where they have six, seven guys. Obviously, usually it's an odd number. Seven guys or five guys, and everybody's got an idea where the club wants to go, and it just creates a lot of friction and ideas, and nothing gets accomplished. So I'm not trying to rule this with an iron fist, but I don't want to have more than three people as directors or anything in this club at one yep. time because – and I want to make sure the people that come on board have the same focus as me in the direction where I would like to bring the club. So we're all on the same page. And someday I'm okay. going to retire and I'm going to sit back from this. But um, and then they can take the club to wherever they want. But as long as I'm running it, I want to send it in a certain direction and let it take its own formation based on what the club members really want. That's that's my big premise is what you guys want. I was going to say, that's the thing that I wanted to, to point out, though. The way you run this club, though, is you you immediately, when you come up with ideas, you bounce it off the members and say, what, you know, what do you folks, you know, uh, like out of these options that are in front of us here? Talk to me and that's the direction we're going to go. So you're you're moving it in the right way. It's, there's definitely no iron fist. It's a matter of, you know, what we as members, you know, are looking for. So so I pulled up, uh, I, I have, I'm a, a nerd with Excel and I have all the schedules from KBF, All American, Moyak, uh, Minyak. I have everybody, and so I had the the Colorado Kayak Bassmasters. So last year we opened with Horsetooth uh, in May, and then yep. there was there was Trinidad, Swanson, Red Willow, and Pueblo as the state championship. Horsetooth this year is the one we're finishing it up with. That's going to be the state championship up there. That's kind of a finicky bird, man. That thing can be hit or miss uh, from what what I've seen. Um, it, it can be, but once again, timing on that lake, and I'm going to just put it right out there, the best time to fish Horse Tooth Reservoir is April, May, and then eh, sort of into June. Then you start getting into mid to end of September all the way through to middle of November. Nice game on. And then um, I really wanted to hold it in the middle of October was the, was the original plan, but with hunting season and a lot of members doing things, I didn't want to encroach on that. But um, how long can you put a kayak up there? I mean, don't, will they allow you to still launch up there in late October? Yeah. October 31st is the last day. So November 1st, they're closed, but with us having kayaks, we can launch if we can hand launch anywhere or duck under a gate. That's all fair game. I mean, technically, we could go out to Horsetooth in January. As long as you want to duck under a gate somewhere and, and launch your kayak, it's not closed, closed like Boyd is. Like Boyd Lake, when they close, nobody's on the water. You Let's cannot launch nothing. Stanley's that way too. After October 1st is when they shut down, no traffic whatsoever permitted. So, um, so Horsetooth, as long as you're not, as long as you don't need a trailer. Um, because like I, I trailer mine now, but I do have the ability to put a cart to them or the landing gear on it. And so that's what you're saying is, is that you won't have trailer access down to the water, but you'll be able to, to take the, the kayaks down. Is that right? Yes. From November 1st on for Roger our tournament, that. when we do our championship, the lake will be open and it, all ramps will be open. We'll have full access. And I do believe that's on September 20, uh, September 30th. I think I'm looking at my calendar here. Um, that's going to be prime time. Those those fish start to move off of those main lake points and they start getting into those secondaries and they start chasing the bait back into the coves. So what that does for us, that takes us off of the main lake as kayakers and puts us in the coves 
we're we're away from traffic. Where it's a lot safer, yeah. That's my job as tournament director to not schedule an event in the middle of summer when we're about to get run over by four foot rollers, right? I mean, that's safety is number number one. And then the pattern to that to the fishery is conducive to those conditions. So I really think that championship is going to, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be tight. tight. Half to a quarter inch, half to a quarter inch is going to win that. Wow. Good stuff. Exciting. That's, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah. So we opened horse tooth. I think Eric uh, won that one, if I remember correct. Yes, he did. Yep. Yep. And then, um, so after we, and that was uh, for me personally, Horse tooth was the, I want to say it was the, like the final straw for me. Um, I went out there and things just did not click. Uh, I had, I had put in practice time. I had, I had felt like I had done my work. Um, little did I know I wasn't even scratching the surface of what I needed to do on the kayak game. Um, but there was execution there were issues that i had and so it was after that event that i canceled out of a couple events that i had scheduled with the ckfc and i took 30 days of just getting out on my own and just going fishing i i wanted i wanted to stop the tournament game for a minute i had to refocus things i got some good advice from a couple pros out there joshua deal and uh, jody queen gave me some sound you know sound advice and I really recentered things there. And then uh, I think the next event I had was there was an All-American event that I went to. Um, had a good tournament per se, but, uh, you know, had uh, just some execution stuff where I was learning. Ah, you know, there's a lesson learned, you know, in kayak, how you right. set the hook, you know, all that good stuff. But then we went yep. to Trinidad. That was the next one. This was one that my wife was supposed to come with me on. Um that was that was a tricky event down there. That one that one got a little got a little funny here and there, and it, it was just fishing kind of weird. It seemed like. Yes, it did, and um, <clears throat> that date that we actually fished that was my was an alternate date forced on me by by the state park. I originally had June third. Um, once again, that first week of June j- down in Trinidad, you've got those smallies in all phases of pre-spawn, spawn, and post-spawn, you get into that third and fourth week, that makes a difference with that water temperature. And we just happened to hit it where those fish were just scattered everywhere. There was nothing real solid that you could just pull up on and go, okay, I can go shallow and catch them. Oh, I can crank something and get some fish that were on spawn that haven't eaten in two weeks that are ready. It just wasn't there. It wasn't there. And it, for the most part, honestly, was a shallow bite. And that one was, uh, we had it scheduled for the 18th. That was your second date that they gave you. Yeah. Uh, Cause you wanted the original, but then remember, this was the one that we got. Basically the wind was, was ripping at like 20, 30 mile an hour on the 18th. Yep. So we got bumped to the following weekend, yep. which happened to be another uh, a tournament going on there that shouldn't have been going on there, but they were thankfully wow. that didn't get too much in our way, but uh Yeah. Cause that's not a big fishery. I got to say it's, it's a beautiful lake, but it's, it doesn't fish very big. It's like, no. you know, the areas to no. fish, no. you know, no. and, and that was the reason why I had chose that first week of June. I just know from water conditions, time of year and seasonal pattern, those fish are in prime of all three pre-spawn, spawn and post-spawn patterns, which makes it 
awesome for fishing. And then right. you get three weeks later when we hit it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but three weeks in Colorado changes an awful, yeah. awful lot. I mean, it really does. Well, especially in, I think, if I remember right, doing my research, Trinidad's recorded like the hottest place in Colorado ever recorded, I think was in Trinidad at one time or whatever. Yeah. So it's like you get straight baking sun down there when it's when it's coming in. Yeah, um, and sure. one last note, I got to say, that was also the sketchiest hotel. Um, nice manager. I know they were is just a, the area I was in was just sketchy dog. I, I had my curtains open. So when I laid back, I could actually see the back of my truck where the kayak was. It was, I was like, I'm glad the wife didn't come with me on this one. Actually. You probably would have went to a different hotel and spent a little more money that holiday Inn or that best yep. Western or whatever quality Inn or whatever is pretty decent. But yeah, there is not a lot of, um, quality lodging down there so to speak um <laughs> definitely if it's they're clean table, it's for camping <laughs> right right yep for sure so after we're done there then we jumped out of uh out of colorado we went to swanson lake nebraska that one was super fun i got my butt kicked there just i i i, I gauged the wrong side of the lake but i caught the biggest catfish i've ever caught um, I got, I got taken for a, a kayak rodeo through the weeds by that catfish because he ran right at my trolling motor. So I had to turn spot lock off. Um, yeah, that thing was every bit of 15 pounds, I'm sure. And it just was hauling me through the weeds, man. It was so much fun. Um, uh, but wow. Swanson Lake, that one, I remember that the water was down on that one. It was yeah. a little, it was a little low. There, I was very disappointed on that because it's been up in the last couple of years. And when that place is at, I won't call it full pool, but 80% or more, that place is a phenomenal fishery. I mean, it is, I mean, the fish are still in there. It's just the bite changes somewhere, some way, somehow. And um, I just haven't put enough time in there to figure that out. But the low water definitely, definitely hurt the 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 performance of that lake or what it could have shown out to be for sure but yeah they're they're definitely in there those fish are definitely in there well and that was the one that actually had some cover so i, I could tell that man if this was uh, lake was up all that structure that it was on that shoreline would have been under the water there was a freaking like a 1920s or a 19 uh, early 1900 tractor sitting out there that you could actually see i got some photos and video of that one there was a nice. there was a baby stroller being exposed out there that like somebody exactly I'm like whoa <laughs> that was spooky but yeah yeah so, and, and and for that reason that's so low I would have loved to put Swanson back on the schedule for 2023 but it's just not there where it needs to be and I just don't see the forecast being there. If the water was up and it was fluctuating up and down to get more rain, it would probably go back up. But I don't see Swanson getting better for another year or two, depending on weather forecast. So that was the reason why I kind of got away from it yep. on this year's schedule. But great fishery. Great fishery. And after that, we went um, back to Red Willow. So that was, was kind of funny because I stayed in McCook. 26 miles back towards Colorado or 26, 27 minutes, I should say, is what yep. my drive time was back from McCook back towards the West was Swanson. 
But then Red Willow was only 15 minutes north of McCook. So I came back and stayed at the same hotel, almost got the same yep. room almost, yep. Um, yep. and stayed there, you know, what was that, like a month later or whatever, three, four weeks. Yeah. Red Willow, now that was another one um, you guys kicked my butt on, but I was I was learning so much about these certain areas and not knowing these lakes, you know, is so much in the kayak. I learned that, you know, that is such a big deal about picking your areas of where you want um, I practiced in the area that the winners went, um, but when it came time uh, to make my choice about where I wanted to go, I, I opted for the opposite side. Um, I was I was uh, applying the whole you know go for the inlet type thing, but again, Red Willow was kind of low, and yes. you know obviously the the winning seemed to be coming closer to the dam at that point. You know, get down on that end. But Red yeah. Willow, that's a, that's an awesome fishery. Oh yeah. And, and once again, I, I hit that in August and I do believe it was August, wasn't it? I'm looking up at the schedule here. August yeah. 6th. Yeah. yeah. That's a little late in the year for Red Willow. But once again, I went out of state on purpose to Swanson and Red Willow during those times to get away from Colorado so we could have events because um, it's nothing against Colorado. Colorado fish is fine in the summer. It's just too many wreck boaters and everything else that's ha happening out there. And yeah. then once again, the, the pattern of those fish are going to be main lake points here in Colorado in the summertime, or they're going to go to those deep channels or those sloping banks. Um, so that's going to put everybody out on a main lake. And I didn't want to do that. Um, yep. But yeah, I think Red Willow could have shown out even better than what Caleb, because Caleb Zimmer won that with like 92 inches or something, right? Yeah. And yeah, he Red hammered Willow wasn't him. even showing up. <laughs> no. No, it was not fishing super strong. I do know that in practice, I hit like a 19 and a half largey off of a tree on my, on my, uh, uh, super trusty little finesse jig that I go throwing around out there from, from all terrain that, uh, that hit just a moose of a, of a fish off, off of a tree. Um, and so I was like, okay, I need to slow down here. I don't want to pick them all off the trees. Then come tournament right. day, I hit every dang tree that I could see in a country mile and not a single fish. <laughs> yeah. That was that event marked the first time that I actually stood up in the unlimited for the purpose of fishing and not taking a leak off the side. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was actually able to use my, my trolling motor to kind of control the front a little bit and sit there and pitch yep. and flip with it and get used to that, you know, going through nice. the brush. So, yeah. Yeah, different angle gives you that standing up gives you a little bit more of a swing on a hook set in an upright position rather than when you're sitting down you kind of swing horizontal and with a jig you need that lift more than that pull because you'll pull it out of their mouth rather than setting the hook up into yep. their mouth right and for so, me it's it's target acquisition too i can see pockets better when i'm up higher you know and okay. so that way it gives me a, something to target and get after and i can what I may have only seen two areas that I threw, uh, you know, sitting down. If I stand up, I can see three or four that I want to throw and drop into. So, yeah. Yep. So sure. we, we got done there. Red Willow was awesome. And then we had our state championship at Pueblo where Miss Leslie, uh, is it pronounced Ali? Is that how it's pronounced? Yep. 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 She yep. put the hammer on us here in what turned out to be an extremely tough fishing lake uh, that day. Um I, uh, I felt pretty good about where I had chosen to go uh, because uh, Caleb was actually right behind me uh, <laughs> coming up. And I'm like, hey, if he's fishing up here, you know, I trust he, he knows Colorado waters, you know, pretty well. Yeah. Um, 
you know, when going into that, for what it's worth, the way I looked at it was like, okay, state championship on what's arguably the best bass fishery in the state for Colorado. I mean, there's there's a claim that could be made that Pueblo is that. Yeah. Everybody knows Pueblo. I've driven through the town and <laughs> I drove through the campground. That's as close as I'd been to the reservoir up until that practice day. So I knew I was behind the eight ball with you guys. I'm like, wow. I'm going to get my butt kicked by these guys. <laughs> but just a ton of uh, online uh, information. You know, there's a lot of blogs, and a lot of stuff out there helped lead me kind of in the right direction. I, I camped on the sure. south because I like their campgrounds better. Um, yeah. with the electricity and then i drove around to the north each time each morning and just launched from up there so you but, launched from the north end yep yep yeah nice and yeah. i i actually went to the south because usually you will find me at the north end and in the practice i just didn't find what i thought were winning fish or fish that could get me where i needed to be quick enough i could i could scrounge out five and probably take a top three out of the north but it was it was searching and, and pecking one and two here and there. When I went south and I put on that spinnerbait and I went around those those submerged brush piles, it was game on over there. And it was like, yeah. okay, I can get five fast and then I can start changing technique to upgrade into bigger fish. I think that, that was my game plan. It was that was definitely where we were at. Um, I think there was only one guy that really got a limit. And it wasn't a huge limit. I think it was enough for maybe actually maybe fourth place or whatever. Um, but uh, that was Kenny. I think Kenny, he scrounged up a limit yeah. out of that North area up there. Uh, but he literally sat in one cove the entire day. Every time I'd come around fishing a different area, he'd be poked out. And as soon as I'd come around, he'd back in. <laughs> so I couldn't see him. Yeah. You know, he'd, he'd back into that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called the hole. He was up in there. Um, yeah, no fish in that. So, and, and, and you know what, what, what he's doing there, that that's, that's great that you noticed that because what he's doing is Colorado is a timing fishery. As far as, like you said earlier, nothing fishies like Colorado, like whatever you read in a book about bass fishing, forget about it in Colorado. It's not even close to the way it should be. But in, in, in Colorado, those fish, they move up, they feed and they move back. They move up. They feed and they move back. So it's very possible for a person to sit on one spot all day. But the trick to that doing that is to stop fishing at some point. And it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. You're in a yep. tournament to catch fish. But you need to stop fishing, have a sandwich, sit back, turn your electronics off, let those fish move back in and move back up. And then you can start picking them off or back up out of the cove. Now, what Kenny was doing is he's smart enough. He's been around this long enough. We have such small bodies of water and the amount of people, if he would have pulled completely out of that place, someone would have moved in. Those fish would have never moved back in. Yep. Right. So he was pretty much guarding an area, keeping it to himself. They need to go back in. So that's yep. a very, very effective technique. Yep. And I'm going to throw this out there at horse tooth as well. Yep. Yeah. There's uh there's, there's definitely those spots that you, that, you know, you can, you can figure things out for sure. The, uh, and you're right that that North was not producing uh, a ton of size there, but I really, um, in practice, it was producing better numbers than what Caleb and I found up there. Caleb and I, Caleb and I, I think I got like maybe one more fish than him, uh, up there, but, uh, both of us were scratching our head. Like what in the heck is going on? Lots of small ones, lots of small ones, but uh, we just couldn't find the quality for sure. Yep. And that's probably kind of the reason why I, I switched it. With the last two years, we've been down in Pueblo for the championship. 
And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want to beat, beat it up too much or just be the only place that we go for our championship. So I, you know, like you had mentioned, I, I switched it up and I brought it up North. Um, there was actually talk of putting it up through the week up North to stay away from the chaos. But after further contemplating, I don't, I don't want to have people take off personal time to fish an event. I feel like we would lose participation. Um, and that time of year in September for horse tooth coming up, next year there's not going to be nearly the amount of rec voters that we're going to see so right I, I think after labor day i think things start to you know trim down too for sure for sure well so yeah so that's a great segue it takes us into um you know we don't have to we covered several of these but we're going to open the thing with chatfield um chatfield's huge i mean that's kbf's launched an event there old chatty is uh i've had an, a chance to get out there a couple times and it, not not to, to fish per se but uh, uh i was running my boat out there and right. uh yeah and that's uh, that could looks like it could be a ton of fun um in april that by design getting us out to chatfield there in april hopefully the water levels will be up the water levels will be up the water temperatures are going to be down <laughs> and uh but once again, it's a timing thing. That place has got a lot of smallmouth, and there are largemouth in there, but smallmouth don't mind the colder water. Nope. So once again, by design, all those fish, whether they're largemouth or smallmouth, that ice comes off, those fish start moving shallow, and they'll yeah, they move do. shallower than you think they will. Um, I think I was very, very impressed with KBF holding their event there with the numbers that the guys from out of state in Utah put up, even myself, I took a second place at a chat field for the Sunday event for the trail series. Um, that was mid eighties. I want to say mid mid eighties for, for, for chat field. That's pretty good. That, that's up there. That's up there. And, it, and once again, it was a timing thing. It's a, it's a timing thing. So April 22nd, it might get a little cold, Gene. We could have snow that day. I, I don't know. It could be 70 degrees. It's going to be a crapshoot. Let's just keep our fingers crossed for fairly warm weather leading up to the event to set those fish right. And then the day of the event, a little bit of sun. You bet. You bet, man. I've got my NRS boundary boots on the way. So I'm, I'm going to be prepping. And now I just got to figure out, do I go the actual dry suit route or do we, you know, figure out something? I don't know, but we'll definitely have the boundary boots. So I'll be ready for that. Yeah, um, for sure. So then after that, we go uh, just a couple weeks after that. It uh, looks like we're turning around. We're going back to Lake Pueblo in May. That should be a ton of fun. Shouldn't be near as roasting hot um, as the summer events. And then this is the first cool one that uh, I am super stoked that you did this. June 3rd and June 4th, we're going to be at Red Willow. Two days, but two separate tournaments. That's super, super cool. That is going to be a ton of fun up there at Red Willow at the beginning of June. That should just be fire at that uh, point yes 100 percent. and once again by design by design i i wanted to get another nebraska one in there and i'll be honest with you i'm going to throw this out there um elwood reservoir is up the street from red willow i guess i'll just call it north sort of yep um i thought about going there but talking to some of the nebraska guys it's a very finicky timing type of a lake, right? Mm. They draw it down real quick. Water comes in, they do what they do, and they draw it down. And I knew James Leggett with Central States Kayaks was going to be going there. And I didn't want to put too much back-to-back -back or put too much pressure on that fishery. So that was why I decided Red Willow twice. I, nice. I think we're all going out there. We're all making – whoa, I'm falling over here. Um, <laughs> we're uh, – 
we're making the drive out there anyways. So let's just make it a Saturday and a Sunday. And here's something else that I, I don't know if you caught this or not. We're going to do a combined on yeah. the side pot for a Saturday and Sunday for a combined jackpot. And I don't know how it's going to pay out. I'm going to have a meeting. We're going to do all that. And we're going to talk about it and put it up for vote for you guys, what that amount should be, what that, what the payout should be, how much you chip in. But the combination of two days for a total grand prize winner on Sunday. That's super, super cool, man. And it's, it's tournaments like that. The All-American does similar things like that. They'll throw extra little incentives into these weekends. They, and the reason is they know we're all traveling so far to get to these things. So they, they just add when, when the anglers are taken care of like that from the tournament side, that just, it just, in my opinion, it emboldens loyalty to that, to that club at that point or to that series, you know, cause it's like, yeah. Hey, these guys, you know, they do care about us. They want to see us having a good time or have an extra shot at, you know, earning some gas money or something, you know? So yeah. no, man, that's a ton of fun. That's going to be, that's going to be a blast. Um, this next one we're going to. I've never even heard of, I, I had to retype this three times because I want to say it's named something else on the map. Keith Sibelius. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Lake yes. in Norton, Kansas. It's known as something else. Norton Lake. Norton, Norton. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and I had it down as Norton. And when Matt Flanagan put it together, he put it down at Keith's as Keith Sibelius. So they could get the real name of it and find it. We didn't know if it was going to be labeled as Norton, right? Gotcha. The city of Norton or the town of Norton is right up northeast of there. So yeah. it's it's Keith Sibelius or it's Norton. Um, I'm with you. I have never fished there at all. But uh, my years with Centennial Bass Club out of the bass boats, I've watched a lot of tournaments come out of there. It's close to home and it's a great fishery. I yeah. mean, it doesn't get a lot of pressure small mouth in there, large mouth. I don't know if there's spots or not. I don't know. So gotcha. That's the, that should be a good one. That should be a good one. And then our championship, as you mentioned before, we're going to round it up at horse tooth reservoir. This is a, a, a fantastic, uh, a schedule, man. This is, I mean, I almost wish there were more events, you know, if that we could, but obviously this is we, so we have one, two, three, four normal, and then a championship. And we are given, Points on how how is Angler of the Year points uh, figured for the club? Angler of the Year is going to be best three out of I do believe there's six events, Gene, counting the championship. Oh, that's right, Red Willow because twice, third and fourth. Right, yep. right. One, two, um, three, four, four five, let, let, six. Let's, let's just remember there's a possibility that a date gets canceled because of weather or wind or trying to reschedule something and getting permits or I I don't know how that's going to go. So Roger um, that. Um, best of three is for angler of the year plus One, the championship yes the championship is included in that angler of the year so what i'm what i'm saying is best three plus the championship or is it just best three championships also could be one of those best three yes the championship could be one of those best three. Oh, okay so out of six events only three of them your best three events will be the okay cool cool, cool. the ally um, once again, there was talk about making it more because of the level of people that we're getting that are fishing this club and where the direction it's going. But once again, James Francis, who started this, he told me something that, that resonates in my brain all the time. Don't change things too fast because something's going in a certain direction. So there was talk of going 
four out of the six for AOI, but I still want to keep it open so people can have the flexibility of doing at least three of the six and still be in contention yep. for the angler of the year and not feel like they have to get a kitchen pass or spend all this money to try to run away and fish six events. Well, and not, and not for nothing, uh, as much as we, we love the club, our numbers aren't super high right now. So we, we need, it would be fantastic to see twice the number of anglers, you know, out there, which we could easily do. I think as people hear more about this and they see how affordable this is and how fun this is, I mean, dude, I, the, the fact that, you know, usually for captain's meeting, if in any of these events, we're going and having dinner together. Um, I actually, you know, I tell people at these at these national uh, deals that 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 was something that always used to kind of get to me is that these guys will travel across the country and they're there for a social hour. That's their that's their big escape. I'm not when I'm traveling on a national trail going against these other pros out there. It's business. It is time to go to work. I get on scene. I'm not there to go have beers and hang out. I'm there to figure out a fishery, take care of my body, take care of my gear and get the job done. The thing I love about the CKB is that you can go in here and be serious to get this stuff done, but you can't help but feel like a family in there and meeting some of the the other anglers. That's been some of my favorite part was spending time and just watching people chat and getting to know people. Um, Everybody. Everybody that I've met has been unbelievably friendly. There's not been, I mean, pardon my language, but we're too grown. There's not been one asshat in the whole group yet. And that's pretty odd when you get that many fishermen together. Usually there's one clown in there <laughs> that you want to drag behind the boat. But <laughs> not one in the Our personalities will really come out, right? Stick around longer at dinner, Gene. That's what you got to do. That's right. Flip off, right? <laughs> that's right and so yeah i mean that's that's super super cool it's it's a chance to network it's a chance to get to know people learn more um and i've always said uh i'll 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 go on record saying this i've not had great experience on the on the boat world side of bass clubs um nice people good people but ridiculously clicky and ridiculously closed off to new anglers coming in and there's talk like, you know, some of our anglers have been here 10 years. You know, you can't just come in the first year and expect to, uh, I can't what, expect to be welcomed in? You know what, I got to be here five years before I get a chance to get to know you guys? You know, it's like, I'm not here to, no, I'm joining a bass club because I want to be with other anglers. I want to learn from you guys. Have you got, you know, maybe I can contribute to the club. That's what you've created here. That's what we have with the CKB, and that's huge, in my opinion. You, this is what a bass club should be, in my opinion. Oh, that's that's good feedback, and that's that's the direction I'm trying to take it. Because like we talked about before, my original plan, and it's still my original focus, is to give Colorado or any other surrounding states an opportunity to fish the bass side, right? That's why the club was started. Heck yeah. But it is definitely, it's, it's going, you know, the floodgates were open and now it's starting to, to, to come back to size and it's starting to take its own direction. And, and I can see where that's going and I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to let it go its own direction. Yep. Like you had said before, um, all people are welcome from newbies to if Kevin Van Dam wants to come fish with us, I'll pay his entry. Right? <laughs> I don't care. 
but the club is going where it wants to go and we are getting some serious serious hammers some serious anglers that are good fishermen in this club and i'm proud to see the club go in that direction yep yeah and, and, and that's go ahead no you go ahead and and that's that's what i'm looking for i i don't want to force it to one way or another i don't want to be a beginner club and i want it to be an elitist where we all think that we're greater than somebody else because right. ultimately everybody is welcome but the club will take its own shape and it's sure. starting to get that way now well and, and we've said this i don't want to kick a dead horse but it, yes these are some of the top anglers out here but if you have a question ask one of them and they'll they'll tell you down to the exact almost location they were fishing there yep. there's i i mean these guys i i've seen you know the conversations going on here you know obviously tournament day is tournament day but when it comes to helping each other out that's you know yes that's partly that's kind of the kayak community first and foremost i've seen that across the board but even more so with this you know tight knit uh group at the ckb is that um hey man if you're here fishing then we're all in the same boat and we're just trying to make each other better you know that's yeah. you know like we talked before iron sharpens iron you know and that's yeah. that's what we're looking for and if we can help better each other well then shoot man we get stronger as a club that just is going to help us you know each and every one of us down the line yes for sure 100 percent. good agree. stuff good stuff <laughs> so we um real quick here we sent we are sending uh, did we get a confirmation yet? Is she going to be able to make the classic? Do we know? Who Leslie? Yes. Oh, she. Um, she made it like legally made. Oh it. yeah, like, yeah. She's in, but whether can she go? She is saying yes. She is Good. looking forward to it. When I, when I talk to her on the side, she's like, "I'm new at this stuff." She goes, "And none of us are getting any younger." She goes, "I have a great opportunity." And I'm going to take advantage of it. Atta so girl. I hope, I really, really hope, because Eric, her husband, won at Pueblo last year. Yep. And BASS kind of dropped the ball with dates getting out, where the lake was going to be, what the lodging was going to be. And Eric kept contacting me going, what's the deal? What's the deal? What's Bass doing? I'm like, Eric, I haven't heard nothing yet. I don't know. And then by the time BASS came out with, with the itinerary, Eric couldn't make it with work. <sighs> so it just, it just didn't work out. So I, I, I hope, I hope that um, BASS announces the, the location of the kayak championship slash classic soon. So all anglers can go and, and make it. Are they not going to do it like they did last year where it's going to be on the same lake that the actual classic is on? Are they not doing that again? Or is it just in the proximity of that? Yeah, it's in the proximity. It's not going to be on the same waters. Because okay. I do believe it's, uh, I want to say the the championship, the kayak classic for the for the kayak part is on a Monday, Tuesday or a Tuesday, Wednesday. It's the same week of the classic. And they just didn't want us on the same water as the classic guys, which that makes sense. Yep. Yep. yep for sure. For sure. So well, we and, don't know where it's going to be yet. Awesome. Well, I can tell you, you know, I fished one of the national series at Pickwick. Um, it's quite the event that uh, that Bass puts on for sure. Um, they they obviously have the biggest name in our sport when it comes to those that are representing kayaks right now. Um, Hobie Boss obviously has the most probably dollars behind it right now, but definitely when it comes to press and as far as endemic, you know, 
it's hard pressed to beat bass, you know, from that, from that side. Um, and so, yeah, that is, that is super cool. One last final thing I wanted to touch on that is going to be wickedly, wickedly fun to do. Um, all American kayak classic. I technically triple qualified for this thing. I qualified through the all American kayak point system. I qualified for fishing enough of the all Americans and I qualified through the CKB. And the reason I did is because they send the top 10. I ended up 12th in points, but they give the CKB a tournament director spot and a sportsman of the year spot. Well, you two guys landed in the top 10. So that rolls down two spots. So we're in now. The cool thing is, is that not only do we go there, we're going to be battling for some a serious check, you know, 10 grand plus that we're, that we're duking it out for, but is what we can, uh, we, we define and state our team name that we're going in and they're going to take the top five uh, anglers from each team. And there's going to be a team championship kind of awarded out there. I, I flat out, uh, you know, I told Josh, Josh, uh, Joshua Booth, I told uh, Tyler as well that uh, absolutely, man, CKB, I'm going in all the way for the Colorado Kayak Bass Nation. That's the put me on that team there. And uh, I'm hoping we get enough. You know, I would love to see 10, 12 anglers from the, you know, representing the CKB or as many as we can get out there. You know, let's go. Let's go do this, man. Let's go put on a show at Truman. It's uh, it's a fun lake to fish. Yeah, for sure. You're you're absolutely right. The only the only thing that I'm seeing is like you said, double qualifying, roll downs, and then there's guys that fish with us and with CKFC that have finished. So, you know, they have to decide which club. You got to decide which club. So I don't know how many guys are going to actually go. I I got my list and I got my roster. I can send in to Josh at excuse me at any point. Um, but I think we need to get together or I need to put something out there and say, Hey, who's really going to represent CKB? Do we yep. have five guys? Do we want to create that team? Um, Matt Arledge is another one who qualified, but he qualified through the qualifier, not through any club. He so can, he can still, yeah, he can still, uh, claim that where he's from, he can, uh, announce what club he's with. He can, he can go for CKB. Okay. All right. No, that's that's good to know. So there's an option there with Matt. I know Matt's going. I know Trev said he's going to go. Kenny Hood said he's going to go. Nice. I'm up in the air. I, I'm up in the air on it just because I know where work is going to be going. That's a very busy time for construction for me. I start wrapping up jobs because I try to take off May June in that type of area. So I I don't know, Gene. I really would love to go because it is a great fishery, and I might be wrong on this. He's also opening up Lake of the Ozarks, is he not? I think it's not just Truman. So if it's if they're going to do it like the qualifier was, what they do is they allow all the way down the Osage uh, uh, River, all the way down to mile marker 65. So you can go past Truman Dam, down yep. through the river, all the way down to mile marker 65. Um, and okay. you can get down in there. Now, where that comes in handy, in all honesty, is if the wind's ripping. Um, day one of the qualifier last year, I got lucky because it was a torrential downpour and windy. I fished down in one of those coves in the river. 
Um, I went down there and I was fishing down in there. Didn't have the greatest for numbers down there, but I did spend about an hour of the day underneath a dock trying to get out of the lightning and everything else that was out there. Um, yes. But uh, it, it, the wind wasn't near as bad as the guys that were reporting it up on the lake. They were getting hammered up there, getting thrown into shore. It was pretty rough. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, there's a lot of cool things for Truman. And it's uh, I know in a bass boat, I hated it uh, just because you are one little turn away from losing about five, six grand in a low end unit, you know, away it goes. Cause there are just deadheads galore. <laughs> yes, there are. Yes, there are. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how they run the Tebow arm. I don't know how they run that area. It's just, it's riddled. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sure. uh, the, the, I've been on three events in my bass boat there. And the first time I'm end up idling for about three miles at four or five mile per hour. Uh, during practice scanning making sure i had a pathway that i could run but yes. you know going up it was just idle 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 and just you know bump oh back up move my track this way you know so it's like okay now yep. i gotta remember i put a little stop right there you know stop sign marker on my on my graph yep, yep. skull and crossbones <laughs> yes just like a minefield out there it was crazy it is uh, i uh i actually I actually had to call James Francis. The first time I ever got hung up high centered was at Truman. I was over 38 feet of water and a stick around that big. I was riding away <laughs> and I came up over, wham, right into the drive. And it wedged in the drive of the Hobie and was stuck. And I could see the tip of it from the top of the kayak. And I'm like, I'm literally centered. I'm, and I called James and I'm like, can someone come? Get, I can't. How do you get off of this thing? He's like, hang up the phone for me. He goes, grab your paddle. He goes and go slide all the way to the nose of the kayak. He goes and jump up and down and start paddling. I'm like, I'm going to fall in this damn lake, right? So sure, <laughs> after about 15 minutes, I, mind you, I had a motor on the back. I've got batteries. I'm only 160 pounds. My boat weighs 160 before I even load it. I'm pushing a 230-pound boat. So I don't know by doing this if I was even moving anything, but 15, 20 minutes later, I finally got off, but – Talk about an unsettling feeling being stuck over 38 feet of water on a stick that big and not, not a person around to help you. I thought, I can't call the wife. She's gonna, it's going to get dark, and she's going to be like, he's dead. <laughs> See, this is where all these extra cheeseburgers come into play, James. See, <laughs> I, I lean on my boat, and I'll break sticks like that off. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> God, I got to carry a chainsaw as part of my gear now. <laughs> Tell you what. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I've, I've come close. Uh, I, I actually, uh, had a, a lay down, get in one of my, uh, hull channels and kind of yeah. keep me from turning. It just kept locking me like almost like a bunk rail. And I'm like, yes. what the heck is going on <laughs> trying to get myself out of there? Cause I didn't want to go forward, but I couldn't turn to get out because that right. stupid, stupid right. lay down was perfectly right. fit up in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, that's awesome, man. So CKB is going places. We're going to promote the heck out of the thing. Uh, hopefully we get uh, enough people there. Good, good representation at the all American. That's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and next year's schedule looks like fire. Um, we had, uh, just over, what do we have on? I want to say, was it 60, 70 anglers this year that at least fished one event type thing, something like that? Or was it 50? Somewhere in that ballpark. I remember I remember seeing something like that. I have to look at my registry and see who's actually, but yeah, we've we've 
We've grown since last year. Not a lot, but we've grown since last year. And I will say this, and here's something I would like to talk about with you guys as well. Yeah. I always want to grow the club, obviously, right? Yep. But there's a fine line where I really don't want to have 35, 40, 50 people fishing on horse <clears throat> or Trinidad or at Boyd or even at Red Willow. I don't know if if it can handle that kind of stuff. Um once again, going back to Colorado Kayak Fishing Club, CKFC, they have huge numbers and huge turnouts, 50, 55 guys. Down at Trinidad, they had 46 people, and I don't know if anybody could move. Right. I honestly don't know, Gene. Like, And that's where I see where their direction of the club is going. I want it to grow, but I also would like to keep it competitive and limited for fishing advantages so we all can excel and be the best angler we can be because you honestly can't be the best you can be when you try to do milk runs and you're moving all over in a kayak and you got a game plan i want to hit this point i want to hit that brush pile and i want to hit that and someone's on it yeah i mean that you put all that time into practice to fish a certain way and so many people show up that you can't get to your stuff and you're not the best you can be so where does it go? Do we grow the club to make it like huge or do we focus it and keep it a tight knit group and maybe raise payouts? Maybe, maybe get things a little more involved for payout because I'm going to throw something out right now. 2023, we are going to have a first, a second and a third place payout. Nice. 2023. I'm getting away from the payout matrix of only the 10% because we're getting such a small field. Right. Secondly, right. I'm also giving out the the 13-inch shield that is behind me right here yep. as first place, the ever-coveted shield. But we are also giving out a second and third place trophy coming nice. up in 2023. Good um, stuff. I don't want to give out what it is, but that, that is the big changes that are coming for 2023 for our club. That's exciting stuff, man. You know, and that is a trick. Um that usually is handled by the body of water selection. But when you're in a state such as ours, where we just water is a, is, is like gold in this state, you know, we don't have a lot of it. Um, what we have, we want to take care of it, you know, type things. So yeah, yeah it, um, you know, in the boat, uh, side of things, when you get out of the local derbies and you get to the regional stuff like the BFLs, they can't host the BFLs on just any body of water because they're putting 150, 200 boats out there. So you, you can't do that. You know, there's no place. Uh, maybe Wilson could handle it. Maybe, um, you know, that that's, that's a lot of pressure, you know, and I don't know of a lake around here that could handle that kind of, you know, steam, uh, you know, from no. that many. And what, mind you, the kayak world, we don't, we're not going to have that many in these areas, but at the same note, when you put 30, 40 kayaks out, we're not fishing the main body of water. We're not going to be out running around out there. We're all going to be crammed into similar locations and it's going to be little, little fly balls. You know, we're going to look with bait balls of kayaks running around the place. So right. that's a, that's a real good point. Yeah. You know, and you, you want to, you want to keep it, uh, you know, competitive, but yet still, you know, it, to wrap this up, that's one of the reasons why I'm so impressed and thankful that you do take us into Nebraska, take us into Kansas. Um, yes, we're the Colorado Kayak Bassmasters, and we hit Colorado Lakes, but let's face it, we're bass anglers, and yep. there yep. is 
just good options that are only three, four hours away, man, we'd be silly not to take that and, and go for it. You know, I, 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 yes, 100%. And that's another thing that I try to, to focus in the direction of the club by leaving Colorado. We are creating well-rounded anglers within yeah. our state that when we do go out of state to represent a national event and we're from Colorado, we don't know what to do when we see a field of lily pads. We want it to be 65 feet within clear water, <laughs> drop down from small mouth. So you know, going to Wilson, going to Norton, going to Red Willow, having that submerged vegetation, the lily pads, the trees, the brush, that gets us away from our normal comfort techniques of finesse fishing and yep. gets us out and well rounds all of us as better anglers and makes us all better. So the series yeah. is making us better, whether we know it or not. Absolutely. And three, four hours is a drop in the bucket. I mean, I, I mind right. you, I, I live on the road throughout most of the season, but three, four hours is a perfect run because you can literally get done with the tournament and still make that drive home. You don't even have to spend an extra night. You know, you right. can, uh, you, even my, even my old butt can, can, you know, pull that off there. So I appreciate those for sure. So listen, man, thank you so very much for coming on here. Thank you for everything that you did last year for that. You keep doing for us out there. Please know, um, you know, me personally, me as an angler, the true Patriot, uh, podcast, we are here for the CKB in any capacity you need us to be, man. Just look at us like an asset. If there's something we can do to help promote, um, you know, help you know, tracking down people. Sponsors a huge deal. Sponsors anybody that can step up and help the CKB with you know sponsorship piece. You are hitting a very loyal and 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 pointed demographic group by sponsoring the CKB for sure. Um, it's just, I mean, that Shields has done. I know a ton. That's that's the this yep. is the part we haven't had a chance. Shields has done a ton for us. Um, they've done a ton for us over here at the Warrior Field Ops. Shields is always involved in stuff, so supporting those guys. What other uh, what other sponsors have we had uh, with the CKB that have that have uh, helped out on in some fashion or form? Really, last year was just Shields. Um, okay, I'll be honest with you. I am not. I am not a guy to run out and ask for sponsorships or ask for things. Yep. Um, it, it'll get, it'll get to that point. Um, I think I need to grow the club, send it in a direction, get the feedback like I'm getting from you, let the club speak for itself. And then companies, when I pr approach them, will have, I feel like we'll have a better platform to promote their brand, yep. so to speak. But I yep. will say this this year, um, someone is helping out and I want to say who it is really bad, but the person doesn't want me to say who it is. It's a local guy that fishes our club. Someone is going to donate the, some money to pay for our trophies this year. So it doesn't come out of club fees. That so is phenomenal. Um, you're talking, especially this year with our, our 13 inch trophy, our 18 inch round for the championship and our second and third, we're pushing close to. $800, $900 worth of trophies that we're going to be handing out, which I think is important. Um, people love the hardware. It gives us all something to fish for. And someone's helping out that, but they don't want the recognition. And I feel bad not giving them the recognition because that's part of the game. That's, that's part of this history, but they don't want that. So I'm yep. not going to say nothing. Um, I will say this. I'm not supposed to say this, but this is going to be an exclusive here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
there is talk, and let's uh, you can't keep it hush on a podcast. But right, Waterline Sports is working with me this year. Waterline Sports is working with me for next year to do something really, really cool. Um, we're looking at trying to get rid of give out a kayak. Yep. I'll be honest with you, not in the works. I'm working on that. Um, I am welcome to all sponsors that want to that want to jump on board. If we can help and we have a platform that can help their brand in any way, I'm not pursuing it aggressively at this sure. point. I want the club to speak for itself. But once again, anything that CKB can do for you, for Romans, for uh, sure. you know the, the the podcast, same here. The the, the offer stands. You appreciate know, it put some stuff on our on our on our facebook page use our platform i appreciate everything you guys do for us you bet brother and that's so are you cool with uh, as we come across people and we're talking to people out there if i send them your way as potential you know to get information about the the club is that is that good right now yeah yeah absolutely so i'll see if yeah. i can in other words it wouldn't be a cold call they'd be calling you to talk to you about you know what you know what sort of uh, options are there for them to sponsor maybe name name a tournament you know john's auto mart at pueblo yes. reservoir you know naming yes. rights things like that give them uh, give them that sort yes. of press i've got a heck of a connection by the way we're doing this on the podcast but whatever uh paramount printing down here on 120th james briggs is this dude's name that owns this place this guy did what you see behind me here in about 24 hours that was done for us and the cost was under 70 dollars for that banner um, and that's not a wow. deal. That's he's not cutting us a deal. That's his normal way of doing business. I didn't know this guy from Adam wow. and that he, I think it was tw 24 to 36 hours. It was done. His process, it, you know, they don't do graphic design services. They are graphic designers, but they don't, you got to come to them with the concept. Yep. They'll, they'll organize it and make it work on the medium that you're trying to set up. But if you're willing to yep. come to them with the art kind of ready to go, yep. this team, these guys do amazing work. So we could, you know, I can connect us, you know, with that piece there too, for like any of these events, hang that off the banner, off the side of the truck or whatever, you know, wherever we're at, at one of those events, yeah. get that, that kind of piece in there. It's, it's inexpensive. And I know it's who we use for Romans, you know, to, to get that stuff done. Yep. So. Oh, together I'm, man I'm we in. can do some, I, I love that together we can do some awesome awesome stuff and anything to help keep this thing going because i know i like i said i've i've found a home there for sure we love what you guys do for kayaking just in general so well listen man we can't we can't thank you enough for taking the time with us here i'm going to go ahead and let you get back to the family there and uh by the time we air this uh, this bad boy out there you'll uh, have probably already seen it and uh, there's like little to nothing that i need to edit out dude this was this was fantastic that's that's what i was hoping for make your job easy that's what i'm <laughs> saying this i'm going to have to like put some special graphics in here you know or something you know make this exciting there so nice, bef nice. before well, i once again thank you for the opportunity and thank you for everything that you do at romans and and everything that is that is unbelievable and if and if you need anglers to show up to do something for kids or for anybody for 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 the veterans or kayaks, um, you know I'm on board with uh, Waterline Sports as a personal sponsor of mine. 
Um, I don't know how we could work something with them, with Romans, and maybe get kayaks on board for demo. I know you got that covered with New Canoe, but whatever. There's opportunities. Let's just stay in touch and Heck let's yeah. let's look at this and, and move forward with it. Absolutely, man. That's you know that's we we try to stay opportunistic as well. So we should absolutely talk for sure, man. So, well, cool. So uh, yeah, we'll have you back on here. I'm sure before uh, before the winter's over, we'll uh, uh, before the season gets kicked off and rolling. My season starts in March again. Uh, we'll be at Lake of the Pines in Texas. We'll be you know getting underway with those. But right. uh, yeah, we'll we'll get this thing uh, fired up. I'm sure. So, thanks, man. Tight lines, buddy. Thank you. You too. All right. We'll talk soon. Yep, see ya.